A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the white Gladys of this podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Orcas, oh. Orca hive, assemble. Or- Orcas be orkin. Yeah. Um, Dude. What I do know. You think? Have you been watching Keeping Track? I know you love Orcas. Oh, I've been keeping track. I've been watching. I've been following the update. They're not stopping these Orcas. They're not. Well, I guess they're they don't sink them every time, but they are pulling the rudders off the boats. I think a lot of luxury yachts. Um, the thing scientists are scared of is because each orca pod speaks their own language. So they're like, oh shit, if they learn how to talk to each other and they start this trend, War. basically. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, did you guys know you could sink boats? Boat. Yeah. But they're also speculating with these boats because the like government is telling them to like if they see orcas turn off their boats to like, Oh yeah. Cause the not, bubbles. Yeah. And that they, these orcas like the bubbles. So they're pissed that they're turning off the boats. So 
they might need to just try something new because the orcas I think are reacting to them turning it off, which they don't like. They just want to keep it on so they can play in the bubbles. So that is actually something that happens quite frequently, scuba diving. It's something that you get like trained on, but mm-hmm. animals see the bubbles coming out of your mouth and they like come take your regulator. Like big, big mammal animals, sea lions, seals, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's one of the things that you have to learn how to do when you dive is like get your fucking air back um fight fight a sea mammal (laughs) well you have an alt source and it's also just mostly about like it's gonna stop bubbling when they take it out of your mouth so it's more about like figuring out how not to panic and getting your thing back or whatever but it happens a lot specifically in california because there's a lot of like sea lions and stuff Mm -hmm. but that is definitely a thing i mean that's another reason the manta ray which i know you snorkeled with Mm-hmm. Um, that's another reason people like diving with them because they really like the bubbles. So they'll come like right over your head because they want it to like hit their bellies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm mean, not above that theory, you know. Yeah, look, like orcas. If you didn't know, I'm sure everyone's probably up to date. But the orcas off of the coast of Portugal are rebelling against the boats. Leader of the orca tribe is White Gladys, who is said to maybe have been scorned by a boat, maybe got caught in a fishing line, and so she's teaching the other orca whales to fuck up these boats i mean if any animal is gonna come for humans it probably will be an orca they've never killed anyone in the wild they do know that we both have intelligence you know you know debatable for humans but you know i guess allegedly we are intelligent creatures but no they're it's cool like it's funny because so many people reach out to me about the orcas because i'm a, i'm a fan and i i don't it doesn't make me want to see them or spend time with them less i'm like i like them more now like i'm like you are you're even cooler than i imagine um i yeah like we we've been fucking up your home so you're totally allowed to do this and they still haven't really done what they could do to us you know like they still are showing that flex of intelligence there's some tiktok i'll try to find it but it was just going through all the stats of like orcas and their clicks and how they communicate and like there was this, they think this also might be a trend. Like they might just get over it after yeah. a while. The mm-hmm. salmon hat. Yeah, you saw the yeah. salmon hat. Like for a while, these groups of orcas were putting dead salmons on their heads as fashion, and then they just kind of got over it after three months, and they all started copying each other. So like they have trends. Trends. Yeah, it's also interesting to me that she is the <laughs> the only like elder in their pod. Mm-hmm. So they're all like a bunch of young, and I don't know if there's a lot of uh females in the pod either i think it's mostly like young men and so i do see there is this kind of like from an outsider's perspective and studying behavior it's like there is this respect thing that happens when it's like hey like yeah you can you can like fuck around on on our seas but like hey don't mess with my mom you know Mm -hmm. and it's not that she necessarily birthed them all but it's like that kind of I think it's a very Cancerian energy too of like this level of respect for like an elder woman or a matriarch. And I think that whales definitely have that like across the species. There's like different, you know, they have different levels of Mm -hmm. what what the mothers Mm -hmm. do and how they behave and all of those kind of things. Yeah, they're fully matriarchal, fully grandma. Like White Gladys is like a grandma of a bunch of the whales in that pod. And then it was really cool because I follow these whale boats that, take off in Monterey Bay because that's where the orcas come a lot of the time 
Um, and that's where I went to go see them. God, I've, it's been a great week for, for that. They've just been partying, but they had yes, or a few days ago, about like five different matriarch leaders from different pods came to hang out. Like it was Whoa. very random. It was very random. Like they had a huge party and they were splashing and flipping. And like, it was like 30 plus orcas, mainly like the head matriarchs and like a few of like their top ranking crew members. And they were all just like kicking it and having a I love that in the bay. That's yeah. So cool. So I'm like, yeah. but they, how do they transmit this message? Why are they like, oh, we'll meet at Sunday at nine, you know? I don't even it the ocean is so vast yeah. that to me it speaks to like what do you mean we're all here like that's like it when that happened mm -hmm. to me in Chicago I was like what do you mean we're all at Cole's bar like I can't oh, yeah. believe this like now we have to have the greatest night of our lives like mm -hmm. it's like no, you're in yeah. Monterey I'm in Monterey I thought you usually came in May <laughs> I thought I was coming June our our currents got delayed and now we have to be here now yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah no they're just uh, I believe who doesn't love the orcas? They're fabulous. They're all over various continents and respect their asses. You know, yeah. I, I, I look, I think a lot of us who are into astrology are on team planet needs to reset. And so if that's the orc, if that's at the, the flippers of the orcas, all right, like that's, that's cool. I'll fight with them. I'm like, how do I sign up to be, I will be on your team. Yeah. Or just be like, hey, okay, cool. If that's the, you guys get the ocean now. Fine, fair. Like, Wow, you get your home turf. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm always ready for someone to come and be like, hey, we're we're actually taking over this and mm. there's nothing you can do about it. And I don't like, think I mean, that, I think I don't, the yeah. idea is, I think there's amphibians, there's things that go and land and on water, but yes. I do think the boats is like the- yeah. And so yes. I think that reflects a level of intelligence of like, yeah, they're not killing humans in the wild. They are mm -hmm. breaking boats because mm -hmm. boats are polluting our like yeah. oceans and all of those things. And yes, those are human things, but it's not like somebody swimming or whatever. Is no, like, never. You know what I mean? No. Yes, they, well, exactly. Also, they don't like mess with the orcas either. People that swim in the ocean are like, not they're like, respect yeah. you. <laughs> like, not no, free. exactly. Well, because they even save people in the house. wild. Yeah, and what it, they've like, seen. Yeah, a lot of the um, the mammals of the ocean do too. I mean, dolphins and mm -hmm. gray whales are really known for like being big defenders. Yeah, I mean, it but... really, it really decreases the property value when someone dies. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whales they they rock, and I think between the orcas taking back their their ocean and i feel like the increase in like alien coverage i feel mm -hmm. like very saturn and pisces time but i feel like those life forces from other worlds which the ocean it absolutely included yeah i think we're gonna see tons of wild stuff these next few years i feel like saturn and pisces is just so ripe for that and it's already really and plus with pluto and aquarius, pluto and aquarius. which i know we just moved back but that was again a little taste of what we might see more of as it still unfolds and i think yeah like i think i would be i wouldn't be shocked well, if we're, we talk we can talk to animals by the end of pluto and aquarius in like a very serious way Sally, we gotta look up ways to keep you alive <laughs> for the next 20 years <laughs> i have so much to ask you right just get his like head frozen like austin powers and, you know <laughs> we'll, like we'll report back or Bar barbara streisand's <laughs> cloning or what have you but 
Yeah, no, very, yeah. The matriarchy, the cancer season. I can't believe, I can't believe we're getting to cancer season. Time flies for a slumpy spring. But cancer season looks, well, how was everyone's Gemini season before I dig into cancer season? Well. Anything, any planetary notes that hit or were on the money or jury out? Mine was not good. Um, I don't really, I don't really blame the stars, but (laughs) mine wasn't very good. And I think I've talked about this before on this podcast about like in destiny cards, how there's this kind of idea of cards getting displaced after like after their period or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I do kind of feel like a little bit of that, um, I've been kind of thrown back into some old cycles too, like obviously against my best like will and better judgment. Um, but just like things coming up and it definitely like, I think I felt it most on the day that Pluto shifted back into Capricorn. So I'm like, Oh, like I'm gonna have to do this again for a little while and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, I think I was like happy in the new pattern. So having it go back to something that I'm like, oh, like it feels like, I don't know, like I dread it and mm-hmm. no one likes to walk around with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think knowing that there was some like, I don't want to say tough astrology because I know it's always different for people, but I feel like there's, I've had a lot of anticipation about stuff coming up astrologically. And so I think I have not been as present for what's happening currently uh and also just been sick and kind of out of time anyways I think I talked about this in our discord too but like not um not being as attached to time right now because I also am like well I know what I'm doing all I know is what I'm doing for the next you know nine months or whatever and I know it's caught up now but there's something about that that's like time almost doesn't matter and so it's harder to pay attention to uh what's what's happening if that makes sense and that makes me feel kind of like disconnected and then I go like oh I'm missing out on this transit that's happening i'm not paying attention or or taking advantage of these things or utilizing them or whatever and then knowing that there's kind of tougher astrology coming up um with that Mm -hmm. pluto retrograde to just going like oh god this this again both for (laughs) for the collective and for me personally is just like well what what old not fresh hell what old hell is Mm. still is still around the corner that I'm gonna have to keep doing that I like thought it's very much that like whatever I thought I was past I know is not but I don't know yet what quite that is yet but that just kind of like anticipation and like just wait waiting for that instead of being present with what is happening currently Mm -hmm. I think that's a good reminder also yeah Gemini season sucks like it's okay. Like I agree. I agree. <laughs> I know. It, it wasn't like, just me. It wasn't that good. Like it was bad, guys. It well, was. I think it was. I think that post. I think the eclipsey time, like May, if you will, is so like got to get out of this, and then you're like, but now I'm just after this thing, yeah. and it hasn't. It's not like it magic. Things magically go away or get mm-hmm. better. And I think too, it's like because we're in the early degrees of Saturn and Pisces. 
and we're in the late degrees of Neptune and Pisces is any mutable stuff is getting squared at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and squared at the end of the season by Saturn, who's like, what the fuck? And then Neptune's is like, I'm going to just disappear. Bye. So I think like that accountability or steps to take, like, I feel like so many myself included are feeling that like, so what do we do? What's the vibe? Like, I feel like everyone's like waiting for someone to say what the vibe check is. And then mm-hmm. no one's coming to do that or say that. And I think too, like, and we'll talk about it at the very end of this episode, because the end of cancer season is the beginning of Venus retrograde, which is going to be, you know, transit of the season, <laughs> you know, hot on the lips, personal planet retrogrades are always big. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we have like Venus and Mars, because Mercury is a little more common, but um, you know, the last time we had Venus Leo retrograde, and we'll talk about it when we have the episode about it was 2015. So yeah, there's been a lot of like things from that era, which feels so long ago that are also been kind of popping up for me too, that I didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which I think is good because I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want us to like move on with unfinished business or whatever, because I think that we are really in that time where we're wanting, where collectively we are wanting new stuff to be moving forward and having this forward motion and all of that. But I think that so much still needs to be addressed or, or whatever. And I'm trying to get out of that thinking. I think we were talking about this on the last episode about, um, not feeling like you have to fix yourself all the time or like be whatever, get fix all of your problems that it's okay to be this thing. And I think that that also is like present with me too. thinking about these things is like, well, what are we, what are we progressing toward? What am I trying to retread and fix? Is it because I think that at at the end of this transit, I won't have problems anymore? Cause there's, that's, that's not true, but still that same yeah, this, oh, this again, this still, this is the, the, is this, is this life? Do we just deal with this over and over and over and over again every single time? Mm-hmm. I did see, uh, I'm trying to find quietly the person, I'll find it and we can put it in after, but I did see a vibe, a vibe that I liked for summer, which was rat girl summer, which is that we oh. are, we are scurrying around. We are eating our little <laughs> snacks. We are moving. We're going where we please and um, having a good time. Uh, I'll figure, I'll figure out who, who did it. But I was like, yes, actually, this is the, this is the vibe. <laughs> that I like it was like being comfortable, getting, getting free stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I did have a video that has gotten a lot of views on instagram yeah and so while we're talking about My things girl. that um you know how our gemini season has been and all that i will go ahead and plug it so mm-hmm. because i do want to get to a million views and i'm only fifty thousand from it so all right go on my instagram page at least Shanu, and just watch the video i'm not even asking you to like it or comment um and if you hate me you can go in the comments and you can see how many other people feel the same way you do. And so there we'll, we'll both be feeding our, what is that called? Symbiotic relationship. Yes. Mm. Oh, um, actually, okay. no. Um, and also I, all I saw was a lot of love on that. And we'll no, there is, it. there is a lot of love, but there is also the typical internet, like, you know, yeah. man person of on course. there, the bots. Yes. Well, we talk, I think this was also brought up in the Discord, and I think it's fitting for cancer season of what you just said is that crab mentality, the crabs in a bucket, um, which is the the crab bucket effect being 
if I can't have it, neither can you. <laughs> so, um, you know, not to shade cancers. I mean, they're easy to shade, but just want to bring that awareness that cancer can have sometimes of, well, if this sucks, like everything sucks or like if I think, I don't know, like mm -hmm. to have that, like they are shifty and also cancer rising cancer Mars here. I can say it. You know, I know, I know this, I know this game, but you see, if you think of crabs in a bucket, like they do, they could work together in a group, but then someone's going to be left at the bottom. So they're going to fuck it up for everybody. So maybe if, I don't know, just leaving that piece of info. Cause like, I think that can be cancer. Yeah. And I think since too, so many industries, so much, so much is, you know, societally kind of shitty right now. I think it is a good reminder that we are, we can get out of our shittiness if we work together and help each other. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's been like, so especially working in entertainment, like no one wants to like recommend people right now because first of all, there's strikes happening, but also like, if, what if I lose that job because there's not scarcity, yeah. so scarcity, scarcity is a foot and, and I mean, that is that cancer that is cancer energy too, on a low, on a low side of like holding on to what you have for dear life and not refusing to let it go. And also that kind of like, um, outgrowing something being a little bit too like needing to come out mm -hmm. of your shell and move into a bigger new space but also not wanting to be vulnerable and unprotected in that moment that it requires us to do when you like yeah. leave the comfort of what you know even if it's uncomfortable and too tight and not the right place anymore you know mm -hmm. I do think that I like there is a value for recognizing scarcity and I think that one of the things that's really difficult about this time that we're in right now is that it seems like a lot of the actual scarcity of resources is being like Neptune, like mm -hmm. over our eyes and like they're yeah. not actually telling us what how things are actually going because there's elections coming up and because they're campaigning and this and that and not like they, them, the government, like conspiracy style stuff. But I just feel like it sucks that that translates into people being uh, like like fear of scarcity which I think is kind of a different thing and so I do think if you are like a cancer person that gets those feelings a lot like I have a cancer moon and I definitely I mean I see it happening at my work and stuff and I definitely feel like a visceral reaction to that and I definitely sometimes behave in ways that I don't I don't aren't my highest you know vibe or whatever but I do think that like if that is it's something you have a talent for doing, like, let's start, like, surveying people in our friend group and seeing, like, what industries are experiencing this and trying to figure out, like, cause more, like, causal things that we can actually change rather than saying, like, well, I'm not going to rec recommend a friend for my job because, like, then I won't have a shift or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's your instinct, like, talk to other people and see what other places are like and kind of, I don't know, I feel like recognizing that it's happening is not a bad thing because it is happening on a grand scale and we I am going into grocery stores and they're sometimes out of stuff and I am with it, it's happening in other ways too and so I it, take it on and not in that personal way if you can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well I think the big like phrase that came up for me in looking at the cancer season transits was like choosing compassion because I think that that is that thing of like instead of the scarcity being recognizing the scarcity 
seeing that it's there going, oh, this is this is probably affecting everyone in this thing. What can I do to maybe not even fix it, but to to reach out to someone else, assuming that this is happening in their industry too, connecting in a way or or at the very least not getting like you were saying that crabs in a bucket kind of thing of um, like. Well, I'm experiencing hardship. And so that gives me license to be however I want, knowing that everyone is doing that. So if we all kind of are like, oh, everybody's everybody's going through it, like we then we need mm-hmm. to be extra nice to everyone or extra thoughtful, extra helpful, whatever, because no one has no one has extra right now, whatever that means. So not necessarily putting yourself out or giving more than you have or whatever, but just being like I don't know that we can commiserate in that we can be there for each other. We can be kind at the very least and knowing that stuff is out at the store. Maybe you're not going to have as many people available, whatever, whatever that means. But just that, like, I don't know, because there's some tough, um, the main thing, if we want to get, start getting into them. Um, Mm -hmm. one of the big things that stood out to me is just like kind of a recurring theme is, are these Chiron aspects? And I think that there is going to be stuff that is like, especially because we have that Pluto retrograde now too, that is kind of like poking old wounds that is going to make us feel particularly vulnerable and sensitive. And um, like, we might want to be more defensive or be, you know, feel entitled to say, Oh, this hurt me. Like I'm hurt. I'm hurting. I need to, whatever that is, instead of it being kind of, I don't know, an opportunity to go, Oh man, I hurt. So everybody hurts or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think, final thought on that train of thought too is we might it's like we might need to start over but it doesn't mean that you're behind like I think Mm -hmm. and again back to the Leo Venus retrograde that will be the end treat of this cancer of the emotional cancer season is yeah like it doesn't matter how likable you are how this like maybe there is something further you need to learn or go or a skill you need to take on or owning whatever it is that you're trying to put out there too because I think yeah cancer can be like oh we're that's what you sort of said of like oh we're all suffering well like I'll check myself out but we really can't afford to do that at this time and it can feel very much like let's just lay down all our arms and like collectively quit but like we can't (laughs) like we. well that's so I had such a big sigh of (laughs) breath of relief when you just said that of the like not being behind because I think that that is that same like we're so used to feeling this pressure that's like go 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 but if we are trying to change things then we do have to kind of be still for a little bit that doesn't mean still not do the things that you have to do and if there is forward momentum available to you obviously you know pursue that and everything but we are in a changing rebuilding kind of time and I think a lot of our you know I'm thinking more kind of capitalistically wise but that like a lot of the ways that we've been able to succeed and to and to do stuff has been really detrimental to ourselves and to the planet and to each other and to you know whole groups of people and stuff like that and so I think that a lot of it is also being there for ourselves like you said of going like oh, it is that kind of regulation of I'm not behind. This is just different. And so it might feel like no motion. It might feel like failure. It might feel like 
letting someone take something that feels like I'm entitled to or whatever, but we are rebuilding here. We're remaking these new systems where people don't have to feel like that. Hopefully. I know that might be a little pie in the sky, but that should be at least our goal of trying to dismantle some of these, even if it's only in our own hearts. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've sat and moving through the ninth house right now. You're no, I'm feeling all these things of, especially as you know, everyone sticks around with astrology and can kind of track these things it's yeah this keeps going like we have these things come back it repeats and i do think because this is our last full month before venus retrograde that this is like really good and maybe not long maybe it's not gonna be launching but i think it is like at least getting some assessments of just like where you're at what's feeling good what's sustainable I know a lot of people are making cuts and adjustments to their lives, whatever it might be in terms of finances or living situation or whatever. Um, and I think that that's really you know, encouraged. We have more light. We have more daylight to do the things that we want to do. So hopefully that gives us a little more space to even think about those things. I think interestingly, too, I mean, talking about scarcity and the upcoming Venus retrograde, I think Venus Leo, um, it can be like a really and I don't mean this in like a personality sense but like as far as your physical looks go I think it can be kind of like showboaty like it wants to have a really like fun hairstyle or a very like a very time intensive like eyeliner or something where it's like you want to look like stunning um and I think with that retrograde coming up to like remind yourself that if you are feeling that like if you're feeling yourself and you want to do like great eyeliner go do it but when venus goes retrograde later on and it's not sustainable for you to do that every day for work like you don't that's not like demanded of you mm -hmm. and like some of those things it's more about just like maintaining you know like your nighttime routine or whatever makes it easier so that you don't look tired or something um i think that using this time to where I think the instinct is to embellish and to be, you know, using that to build confidence instead of using it as something that's like a mask that covers something up or distracts or whatever, because when later on, when it goes retrograde and you don't have time to like, whatever, mm -hmm. say do your eyeliner like that anymore, then you're still going to have the the mole that you don't want people to look at or that, you know what I mean? Like, so it's about using those things to, I don't know, draw attention to you in a way that makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, which Chiron transits, Julia, were you referencing? Well, we have this, it's just active in kind of everything because we get square. We kind of get a little bit of everything. I think with this one at the beginning, um, we have a Mercury exile to Chiron on the first day of cancer season, the 21st. Um, and then followed by a Mars trying to Chiron, which are, you know, positive ones. And then we get uh, later in the month, we get some squares. And it's just that like at that same degree. And there was just something to me that feels like we're going to kind of like feel that from all all angles, you know, literally speaking. Um, but I feel like that Chiron's kind of been like in the background um, for several seasons, too. Um, I mean, it's always it's always in the background. What am I talking about? It's going uh, retrograde during cancer season, right? 
I don't have the station on here, but I believe that you're correct. It might have, it might be on, it's the 19th. It might be just before, but it will be retrograde or, um, oh, it's July 19th actually. Yeah. Okay. So. so right before that. So I mean, even more. So it's like, we're setting up for those things. And I think that'll be interesting having that during that Venus retrograde too, even though we're going to be getting maybe some positive aspects from Chiron to Venus, we have a trine, um, too, but also that like, don't again, listen to me. It's, it's I was up. looking at a. 2022 oh, okay so don't listen to me at all lol but, okay <laughs> no but we start we start with this sextile from mercury um and then a trine from mars on the 22nd um mars i'm sorry sun moves into cancer on june 21st at 7 58 a.m at least here in los angeles um summer solstice summer begins. solstice Officially summer yeah um and Mercury is still in in Gemini at that time, so we're getting you know. What else is there? Any more Chiron that week? Yeah, we get the Venus trying to Chiron on the 29th. So I mean, I think that it is. This is a a little bit of a easier first week, um, and then we get a square later in the month when Mercury moves into Cancer, and then uh, we'll have uh, some other stuff in Cancer too that squares off, but. Mm-hmm. That also the yeah. June twenty second in asteroid news, we're gonna have Juno move into Cancer and mm-hmm. Vesta into Gemini. Um, so just some fun facts: Juno is sometimes the asteroid of where we might find things about like marriage or love. Um, you know, if you keep matching with, you know, let's say a Cancer, and like nothing of this is in my chart, check it Juno because sometimes that can be like a secret love sort of space. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Also- it- maybe home stuff and, you know, domesticating things that are like a little more rooted down might be taking the forefront. And then Vesta is also kind of like a feminine asteroid with Gemini. So maybe really like gathering with community, like having more home hangs, hashtag recession summer, like kind of, kind of on track. With Vesta Mm -hmm. too, it's, she's the goddess of the hearth or the hearth. I don't know how you say it, but basically the fireplace. Um, And I, I guess it might be more considered like the mantle um but i think it's interesting considering like the wildfires that are happening right now Mm -hmm. and what like type of community we need to build and what structure we have to build in order to maintain like warmth in our home without burning the house down um and i think that might be an interesting conversation in more of like the global environmental aspect in the air quality aspect in the you know like like i know when it gets when we have fires here it's like you know which friends have ac and who has a pool and it's like mm-hmm. this person has their open invite and this person like says come over on saturday and it's having that community and those things in place um so i think that might be interesting for gemini too because it's your neighborhood and your friends kind of and siblings and those things mm-hmm. totally we also get um in this first i'm looking at this i'm trying to go weak week by week as we've said um we get a mercury square to neptune uh right before neptune stations retrograde as well again in this kind of same feeling of talk about retreading and going if you've been having anything at those you know 26 27 of anything mutable um or not mutable but anything at 26 27 you've been getting a neptune aspect and i think that that slowing down too is only going to kind of add to some of this confusion unclarity um you know this is a time i think again 
all of these things we've been just reiterating this idea of it really being how do you how do you be there for yourself and each other when you kind of aren't necessarily feeling like you're making the progress that you want that you're able to assert yourself in the way that you want or things aren't going uh, a clear a clear direction um and that's right before mercury moves into cancer on the 26th um which i think will be kind of i don't know nice i think it might help us to to again be a little more sensitive in our feels or be thinking in that way in a more kind of maybe not so much like a fun witty we're talking way but in a like let's really i don't know say something or a good time to be journaling to be doing something creative and a little less expressive in a in a wordy way in a more kind of feelings emotive way Mm -hmm. yeah I think cancer is a you know we kind of see it with the switch from like earth to air fire water but like you know Taurus being a slower season cancer naturally a little more slower season so also like mercury and cancer having that um yeah, just like wanting to get to it rather than just kind of fill space. Make maybe it is taking some beats away if you want to like make it count. If that if that's it, I feel like I'm already and I know we're recording a little bit before cancer season starts. I feel like I'm already like getting overwhelmed with like social outreach from people where I'm like, wait, I feel like I still have like shelves I need to put up or like things I need to do that make me feel more at home with myself. So that might pop up for more people, especially as we're in cancer season mm-hmm. yeah i think mercury and cancer too it's not direct communication and it's really tough coming after gemini because that's where it's so comfortable being direct and funny and chatty and all of those things and like stevie said you know maybe cancer isn't quite like obviously Mercury's not quite as comfortable here so maybe it is about taking a step back but i think it's also leading with which I think cancers are really good at doing this. It's just hard for others to, because their feelings change, their moods change. It's hard to know from the outside, but I think leading with what you know, which is Mm -hmm. a lot of times it is those more feeling things of like, oh, like, you know, someone's like, say they're having like a going away party thing at work or something. Then it's harder to say like, well, I know that it's going to be okay because like blah, 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 blah. But it's much easier to say, I I feel scared or like, I'm going to miss you or those things. And so mm-hmm. sticking to those like feeling things, the things that feel right to you and what you know, I think is going to be really valuable for Mercury Cancer because it's not its favorite spot. Yeah. And that's on the 26th. That's on the 26th. Yeah. And we have, I mean, we have some nice stuff, I think, at the beginning, which I think, you know, night, well, presumably nice. Again, I, whenever you're looking at a trine to anything, that's that's maybe, you know, nice in an astrology book, but that also means that this energy is working well together. So when things are, you know, depending on the system that's functioning, we get a sense uh, trying to Saturn. And I think we've had some tough Saturn uh, aspects, as you said, Stevie, with the Gemini in Gemini season with the sun and Mercury. Um, and we get a Venus that's on the 28th. And then we get that Venus trying to Chiron um, on the 29th and a Mercury trying to Saturn as well. So Mercury and the sun are pretty close together right now um, as, as always, but they're really, uh, they're really there because they're getting ready to have a Kazemi on the 30th uh, at nine degrees of cancer. Um, so I think that that like, 
I don't know. That to me is very, like you said, Lisa, like leading, leading with what you're feeling, leading with what's true in that moment, even if it's kind of vulnerable or, or not as based in something witty or something, but something honest, something sensitive, something more, more feelings based, I think is really, you know, it's well, like, well suited for this. Instead time. of lying about something that you don't know is true or whatever, to try to make someone feel better, you just say what is true. What is there? Mm-hmm. And I think that Mercury trying to Saturn is that's a good day, especially I think as a follow up from our most recent Mercury retrograde. Um, I do think a Mercury trying to Saturn to me speaks to like actual things moving forward, advancement, like news that actually helps us make something better. Like, you know, when they put out the census and it's like, oh, we actually know that like this X, Y, and Z are happening. And therefore we know we can put a cooling station here for like unhoused people in the summer or whatever, like things that actually beget action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that's a good day to keep an eye on the news because there might be, and obviously like it might be our news here isn't like you're not going to be getting sunshines and rainbows, but it might be something that inspires you to act or provides you some context for say what's going on at work or in a relationship mm-hmm. i've been loving the news lately trump arrested like, i know indicted. <laughs> but like, that's what i'm could, saying like even building on maybe. that like if we could even you know like mm-hmm. s- like building on those things and more news more of those like i love seeing the uh photos of like the document piles or whatever but oh it's my like God, you know, know there might be somebody on mm-hmm. tiktok that looks at that and goes wait a second i know this 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 mm-hmm. and like they look at it and they're like this is actually that and then it's oh from that photo it's like something we build on to make more news and forward motion mm-hmm. yeah and i think this is all a good reminder too since um don't know if it's been said but happy pride month we'll be wrapping up pride month in june but it's pride all year and we've seen so much horrible Mm-hmm. racist closed-minded homophobic bullshit in the united states and if this has been pissing you off like we need everyone to run for office like take volunteer do what you need to do like we again i think we kind of talked about in the beginning like we can't just roll over it's not going yeah. anywhere it's going it's going mm-hmm. it's here the calls coming from inside <laughs> yeah, the house like... and it's fucked up so i think too we can take that you know, can- cancer, not naturally happy in Mars, not naturally happy in confrontation, but it's because I think cancer does care so much and it can just like, I think just steam on what it cares about. So I think using that passion, you know, mm-hmm. cancers are some of the most passionate people I know because they just, they, they actually can't think about how someone else might feel in a situation. Mm-hmm. So I think if that's been you this past month feeling frustrated, like what can you actually try and Saturn do? Well, I think that's also a good reminder that cancer is still a cardinal sign. And this is a mm-hmm. thing as much as it can be action. taking, yeah, taking action. And even if it's like what Lisa was saying of like saying the thing that you're feeling in the moment of like, you know, maybe you don't want to get into an argument with your homophobic family member or something, but you could say, this makes me really sad or something like that, you know, or, and I think sometimes taking that kind of personal, um, heart feelings kind of way of it's like this isn't a theoretical kind of thing that we're having this is something that's like genuinely hurting my feelings or some something along those lines I don't know that's maybe not <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe like well yeah it's like, well, why, it's like I think more people need to know like are you trying to fight like yeah. sometimes it's simple as that like you're saying things that would start a fight is that what you're trying to do mm-hmm. or 
or do you not know how stupid you are? Yeah. <laughs> like, cause let's figure that out. Cause if you don't know that you're starting fights or saying things, we talked about it. Shout out again in our discord. What's your sign podcast on Patreon, but you can come to our discord and chat and we go over lots of stuff. Um, things from the podcast that gets mentioned or things that just come up in our lives. But I had a friend who was going on a date and she, She's like, how do I deal with people hating on astrology? And, and it, we kind of all came to the consensus of like, so you're trying to make me feel bad on this date. Like, mm. do you think that's good? <laughs> like, yeah. whether you care about this or not, like, ultimately you are trying to shit on something I care about. So, and that could be replace that with anything. Now, of course, hopefully it's something hateful or evil, but yeah. you get it. Yeah. But I do think that that like going to action, that's one of the, I like literally looked up the definition of compassion. <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> well, it was like feeling, it was like empathy plus action, something or sympathy plus action, something where you are identifying with how someone else is feeling that spurs you to want to do something about it. And I think that that yes. is, is very Cancerian to me too, where it is the like, I I'm feeling, I see that you're hurting and I want to do something about it. Even if it's just, you know, be there with you, sit with you, give you a hug, cry with you, you know, whatever, but it is to, to do something, not just to go, I understand how you're feeling. And I think that's a good reminder only because it's come up for me and some other people in my life lately is like cancer can have such the energy of the words and actions like matching if like they care about something. So if there's been things in your life where it's like the words aren't lining up with the actions or vice versa. Um, also, I think something that might bubble up again is we're, and we'll get to it, bracing for that Venus, that retrograde, Venus retrograde, which is going to put a lot of things into perspective because she doesn't, she doesn't do though. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that that is a good one. It's a good question to again, be like asking ourselves too of all of this. And I think that that's like what those Chiron transits made me think of too, of the like, are you, because it's in Aries. And um, I looked at the Sabian symbol, too and it is about also about compassion it's a girl feeding birds in the winter and the like subtext is basically like life life provides us with never-ending opportunities to choose love and to do like something kind or whatever and Aww. so I think all of those things is like to have that in our heads and hearts of like instead of we don't need more like tough love on people or whatever it is. It's like, we need, we need people to like feed each other and hug each other and do something again. Not if someone's doing something heinous and whatever, not, not enabling or coddling and you know, so on and so forth, but that like, um, let that, let, let this thing that's making you angry, soften you into doing something about it to ease suffering somewhere. Yes. I love that. Wait, what day are we on now? I'm we are on, um, I'm on, let's say we're on, I kind of jumped ahead to the the 30th where we have that sun conjunct Mercury and Neptune stations retrograde that same day, mm -hmm. which that just made me which think that of this adds into stuff. it all too. But I even am wondering if some of that retrograde is kind of re re going over things that were unclear that might be like kind of, I don't know, fog rolling back thinking, especially of like the uh -huh. Trump case, totally. of like kind of revealing some stuff. So to me, that was like feeling like maybe more un unclarity but also could be the opposite when Neptune is moving backwards maybe we are losing some fog um I think yeah. of it as like taking us out of the out of the facade or like mm -hmm. the muck or like the haze it's like I think a clearer mm -hmm. Neptune is how I I interpret it so I think this is helpful considering this kind of build up we already have early in cancer season of you yeah. know coming back to the cell coming back to like what's 
what's feeling like home and right in us. Yes. So very, and with that Kazemi that same day with Mercury and this communication and sun and self, it's very on the nose. Mm-hmm. And then that next day on the first, we get a sextile, Mercury sextile to Jupiter and a sun sextile to Jupiter, not at the same degree because Mercury is, you know, faster than the sun and is speeding along, um, but pretty close. And so that feels like it still can be kind of in, in there. I think anything, anytime something is conjunct the sun, there is the danger of it kind of being blown out by the sun as the sun is the biggest, brightest, uh, you know, sort Mm -hmm. of thing. But I think it also is getting that light shone on it and even if it's even if to me that if if it's just like uh if you've been having a hard time with someone and it's kind of like I don't want to say you don't need to talk about it but that like idea of like oh and you can put it aside for that day and just have a nice day together and that reminds you why why you like each other and then that makes talks going forward better because you've had this I don't know, energy lifted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. A thing well, where you go like, oh, okay, maybe this mm-hmm. isn't as, as dire as I thought or whatever. It is interesting, the Kazemi aspect of it, because it's in the heart of the sun, right? And it's like, that is something that you kind of tell people is like, I'll hold you in my heart or like, I'll, and I think it is something we do when we that's weighing heavy on my heart when we're like keeping something private. Mm-hmm. It's so I do think it's interesting that um, it's reflected in the sky that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, it feels like the, the TikTok. like, can I just be mean for a second? Which just is like, may I <laughs> bitch, you know, yeah. may I, may I complain? And it's like, yes, you may. Or I think too, you know, we talk a lot about like therapy talk and how we're kind of like self-censoring with this like intellectualism. And I think cancer is really not, is not really that it's, it's just like, I know this doesn't feel like, I know this is intellectually wrong what I'm feeling, but I feel it. And I just need to get this out or mm-hmm. say it, um, which is okay. Again, do no harm, like safe space, like consensualness, but you know, we can't always be, that like self-censoring too well and feelings i think so much of like what cancer energy is about we just talked about this in the moon one is that like feelings pass and they don't go in and like don't stop the flow of that and so if you're able to if you're able to ride the momentum of your feelings both good and bad whatever that Mm -hmm. means how can you take action on feelings if you're also stifling those it's goes both ways. If you aren't riding that crest, you aren't sharing them. You aren't letting the ones that are maybe more difficult kind of pass through. Well, then we're holding on to that and that's stuck and it's weighing us heavy down and it's not letting us ride these other feelings either. Um, totally. Following that, we have a Jupiter, I mean, I'm sorry, Venus square to Uranus um, on July 2nd, which we, I believe we'll have several of. Yeah, any of like the I'm like yeah, we'll have yes, we will because it's it stations retrograde at 28 degrees. Um, sorry, I'm getting getting ahead of myself, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like this is kind of energy that's not exactly the same, but that you know, Leo Taurus square energy we're kind of familiar with from all of the fixed action that we've gotten over the past couple years. Um, but I think again another one of like, what are we? what are we doing? What are we, what are we changing? Where are we, where can we grow? And where are those? I love the, I love the eyeliner, you know, makeup example, because it is very like, okay, well, what if this can't, 
what what are the things that we can't change and how do you move forward um with the circumstances as they are or whatever how do you still find confidence how do you still find kindness in those moments do you remember last summer the um the flights and stuff that mm-hmm. everything i think we might see a repeat of that i think we haven't necessarily had news about uh you know southwest airlines this many flights or whatever but it's this weird 4th of July weekend, but it's also like, I don't know if it's being observed on that Monday that th- I guess it's just on the 4th, but are people taking the time off or is people celebrating the following weekend? Like mm-hmm. I, people love to go out of town that holiday. I'm not necessarily celebrating it myself, but, um, but I just think that it's like hard to, I've been looking at, cause my anniversary is around that time. I've been looking at like hotels and stuff just in the area and everything's super pricey and weird and so I do think there is it's that same kind of thing of like what happens if you can't go on your camping trip mm-hmm. like are you just gonna let all of the food you bought like go to waste or are you going to have like people over to your house and cook hot dogs or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is um and like that's an easy like example but I do think that there are other things that might be bigger and more difficult that come up around that Venus square Uranus. It is like, what do you value more actually having fun this weekend or getting to Yosemite or whatever, you know, it's Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been seeing, at least this week, I feel like so many airlines have been running flash deals, book a flight, book a flight, Mm -hmm. book a flight. And then hotels are really expensive. And like, I think people have adjusted uh, some other plans and expectations. Cause like, I know I've had a few friends who are like, yeah, I was going to go to Portugal, but like I can wait till the low season. This is a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little much. So I think the, and especially with Leo, I think Leo and Taurus have just such good taste, <laughs> like such high bar of like how they want the experience to go that it's like, so what are we going to sacrifice so that it's like going to be good? Cause I think there is going to have to be a little bit square is like, both of you want something. I don't think you both can have it. So what are we going to negotiate that we want to keep as part well, of this thing? Some, I mean, we've been talking about this a lot with like housing prices and housing market and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Of like the idea of like, if you pay some for something that is not worth that, then that sets that up. Like that's not, we shouldn't be doing those things. I know it's a disappointment to not get to go to the place that you want or be at the place that you want, but that's too, that's too much for that. That's yeah. not- we yeah. shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be setting that kind of precedent. And and I think yeah, that that- or or supply and demanding yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I also think like thinking of okay, it's Taurus and Leo is like thinking of the animals. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think in like a traffic sense, right? Like what happens when the bull meets the lion? Like this is not we're not going anywhere. Like yeah. especially like I'm thinking driving people stuck in things all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. lion's not letting up bulls probably not like trying mm-hmm. to fight you know it's just a whole i don't know yep well and then we have that full moon in capricorn on the third which isn't yeah. um uh aspecting a ton um if i'm correct unless i'm <laughs> absolutely wrong um but no, I mean we get we get the full range of that Capricorn. The full moon itself is not aspecting much. Um, but I think again, just that kind of like 
a Capricorn moon coming in and being like, well, this is the reality of it. This is <laughs> what, you know, <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. like dad says we can't. And, you know, that's kind of austere and maybe not as fun, but also what, so what does that, what does that bring up for us? How are people responding to that power? People, you know, feeling when they can't do something that they want to do. And maybe that won't be the case. Maybe it will also be a kind of like a reality in a way where it's like, hey, this isn't that this isn't that serious or that bad or whatever. Let's let's, you know, kind of pull ourselves out of a mood and still make the best of a situation. But I'm also so grateful for the full moons of late because I think because in my mind, I've been doing so much like astrology of math and what's coming up. And when people tell me their signs and I can be like, oh, look, the eclipses are coming here for you or whatever. But with um, the full moons, you really do get signs that you don't normally get to see during the season or whatever, because it's it's an opposition. And a lot of the, uh, you know, the outer planets don't move super fast. So it's like, we don't have much happening in Capricorn right now. I'm grateful to see the moon there. I think that Capricorn's influence, and I think this happens with every full moon, not just this one, but like, that influence might be needed here if mm-hmm. we are feeling some of those more cancery like I've been trying to t- I've been trying to tell them how I feel and nothing it's like Capricorn's gonna come in with the fact and mm-hmm. say this is it go do this you know mm-hmm. so I do think some of that full moon energy is like it's really hitting for me these mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone moon's very like so where do you see yourself next summer you yeah, know yeah. I think it brings back in that even though we're rooting down in cancer season Capricorn is such the forward thinking, both cardinal, um, you know, opposite signs, but of the long-term sort of stuff too. So I think, yeah, like how we're feeling or what's bubbling up that 4th of July weekend here in the States might also be like, would you want to be doing exactly this, this time next year? Or what would you Mm -hmm. want to see different? So I think, you know, we're always going to have a Capricorn full moon in cancer season, but I do think Capricorn energy is a refresher since we don't really get much else of that besides of course mm-hmm. Pluto but we're over you know, yeah it's been well, a, you've been there and I think the well, fact that Capricorn kind of goes through and aspects all of these other players that we've been seeing in there in a kind of opposite but or helpful way like we get that trying to Uranus at the end of the day again not ac- not exact in the full moon but since the moon moves so quickly we start with a trying to Jupiter we get you know, the oppositions to the cancer, we get a square to Chiron at that same 19 degrees, again, insensitive kind of um, how else can we approach this wound? I think, again, like you said, of a like necessary kind of facts reality check. Is this the here's the story you've been telling yourself? Is this what's actually true? Is this what's helpful? Is this what's going to move us forward? How do we, move? you know, kind of keep going? And then that trying to Uranus at the end of the day, too, of kind of like that to me speaks really to making the best of whatever we're going through that it's kind of starts off maybe in as a as a more dour day but ends up being um something cool i also have been really liking that we're getting the full moons before the before the new moons in our seasons because i feel like at the beginning Mm. of the year we had those new moons like right on not literally the first but it would be like we're starting and it's a new moon and i'm like i'm not ready to I'm not ready for a new moon. I need to like purge first and then we can do something new. <laughs> so I like these, I like yeah. these full moons coming where it's like, let's get this all out. And then now I can think about something new. It feels very cleansing, clean out mm-hmm. the closet. What's not you anymore. You know, Capricorn is, is telling a very like earthy story too of like, how do you want to be even perceived? So I think if things just don't even 
fit or feel like you, um, it's like a good like reason to be like, why are you holding on to this old nostalgic stuff? Cancer. Mm-hmm. And well, we'll talk Mer- more about the full moon on Patreon as well. Yes, of course, where we talk about all full moons and new moons. Uh, mm-hmm. Mercury is moving real quick too, because we get a Mercury square um, to Chiron the next day. Uh, a sextile to Uranus already going from 19 to 21 degrees. On the fifth, we get that square to Chiron. On the sixth, we get a sextile to Uranus at 21 degrees. And then by the ninth, we're already at 27 degrees of Cancer. So I think that there also to me is something in this of like, when you when you have those kind of honest, where you're at feelings wise, how quickly you can move if we just, again, like move through that, let that kind of flow through us, how fast we're going. It's not, you know, yeah. I like, which I like, I think is encouraging to all of us. Um, on the, on the ninth, we get a trying to Neptune too. So I think, again, that's another one of that, like kind of fog lifting, getting some clarity or having saying, oh, this is how I felt this. Oh my God, this is how you felt. This is how I felt. And now, now we can, you know, whatever I'm doing. A lot I of also, sometimes I think those trines sometimes too are like, you know what? I'm not looking at it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm fucking mm-hmm. take to mm-hmm. not looking at email today. I know that mm-hmm. whoever the fuck is has some shit to say to me, but yep. I'll check it out tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that's, again, not avoidance to the never looking at the email, but giving yourself the boundary and saying like, eh, not today. I I like that because the next day on the 10th, Mars moves into Virgo. And that to me is very much like a, it can be, this isn't on today's list. It can be on tomorrow's list and we're still going to get it done with just as long as we're getting stuff done. Does Is this a today priority or can this be you know next time yeah and totally. i think that like that kind of attitude is really kind of gross to us right now because we've seen people be so selfish in that way of putting on blinders but it's like use it to your advantage mm-hmm. in this situation mm-hmm. if it and certainly if it's keeping you in a way where you know again we can be so inundated with stuff that it's keeping you from moving forward or move or getting anything done doing anything at all exactly that kind of like overload fatigue sort of thing um the same day on the 10th we get mars moving into virgo mercury is going to oppose pluto um at 29 degrees and 24 minutes of cancer and capricorn respectively and then mercury will leave that day and move into leo which again i think is like that you know, now we're really ushering into Venus is already in in Leo at this time, but we are really a kind of ushering into this Venus, Venus retrograde period where we're talking about these things. We're kind of getting some clarity. We're thinking about that Leo area of our chart um, at this time. We've been kind of getting value, value hints, uh, Venus stuff going on. But now we're kind of, I don't know, thinking, talking. That's where our mind's at. And I think that that makes sense as the impending retrograde gets closer and closer at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I think it was Kira Tabor who brought this up on the astrology podcast, but like Venus, you know, as Julie mentioned, Mars moves into Virgo. So we're never going to have Venus with Mars this whole time. Mm-hmm. I think the last Venus retrograde with Leo there, they were together. So I think a little more mm-hmm. that want need alignment where I feel like I like that there's like a practical, well, we'll see if we like it, right? But I like mm. this practical Virgo Mars too, that's really about what's doable and sustainable. And then Leo being that kind of big, grandiose drama vision too. And I think, um, you know, a little late in the game to mention, but must in cancer season is like, we have not had Cardinal 
energy around in like a while too. So I think that there's a lot of like shake up to like move some things around, but then also like we are on the on the edge of like cleaning out, reflecting, and like maybe trimming down as well if we are a bit overloaded. Mm-hmm. You know, Leo doesn't Leo's not really like Leo and Virgo aren't very like I don't think of them as like multi hyphenates. You know, like I think of them as really wanting to know, really focus on one thing at a time. Um, And I think that's how they get so good at the things that they like to invest their energy in. Mm -hmm. I think, too, it's really valuable if we can view astrology. And we talked about this with the houses, and I think we talk about it all the time, but maybe not in such clear terms of the one thing is supposed to lead to the next. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to build on each other. So to have the energy of Leo present in one way, while the energy of Virgo is present in another, all it does is inform you what to have, like how to transmute that energy for when that Venus does move into Virgo. Um, Rather than just the two planets aligning, it actually gives you a little bit of perspective on both. And to think that, you know, at least for this time being that Venus is informing the sun and cancer as well. So when we are going to get a retrograde at the end and the sun will probably meet Venus, I don't know. I haven't looked that far, but it, they'll at least be in the same sign together. It is something that is like, Hey, we're giving you a heads up for the quiz in your other class or whatever. Like it kind of, I don't know, like, hey, I have Mr. H for English and like he's doing a pop quiz today. It's like, oh, good. Well, I'm a little bit ahead of the game because I've already been, you know, looking at this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just, yeah, that made me think of a bunch of things and I love it. The On the 12th of July, we get a sun squared to Chiron. Um, again, that thing, which I think is interesting as we get to the end and thinking about what you were just saying about everything leading to one another, because during cancer season, you know, the sun is answering to the moon because the sign of cancer is ruled by the moon. And so we are kind of feeling that fluctuation and all of that. And I think learning to navigate that and be there, be present for those shifts is part of kind of our lesson during cancer season, leading us into Leo season where the sun is ruled by the sun. Um, but that kind of like, how do we stay consistent knowing about all of this fluctuation that's still happening within us? How do we like try to find consistency there and then that Venus retrograde? But I think that this sun square to Chiron here at the end is kind of that, like, I don't know, to me, again, that reminder of like things, things are always going to hurt us or we're going to be sensitive. There's always, there's always a reason to, I don't know, those things don't necessarily go away, but they can get easier we can learn tools to deal with them but it is again that kind of idea of like not to rid ourselves of that we never we never can and it's actually a strength and and a useful thing that keeps us in touch with that compassion I hope again that's an easy thing to say because it that stuff sucks and you know I'm not I'm not looking forward to a lot of this Chiron stuff it's hitting my it's hitting my chart (laughs) directly to which is also probably should have said that at the beginning about why i was like oh boy this chiron stuff is really standing out to me um but i think for you you're very blessed and it's tough but it's hard when you're having to take care of something or having you're having a baby and it's like you have to reflect on the way you were raised and Mm -hmm. that's really tough like yeah regardless of how easy or how difficult it was for you growing up like 
right now you're having to think about that all yeah. the time. Like, well, my parents didn't have a car seat like this or th- even like the smallest things that yeah, you no- never thought you'd have to worry about. So or no matter what you do, it makes you think of a thing that you did or didn't do or a thing that you are going to do or, or want my to do, kids not want do to do this thing yes. that I did just like me. And I would, you know, those kind of things. So yes. it is, it's nice to have, um, you know, it's nice to have moments of reflection and all that stuff, but it's also really tough. So something, of course, Chiron's present well, for you. <laughs> something that's a trip is realizing that my child will have Chiron in their chart and going like, oh my God, am I, am I their Chiron? Let me tell you something. Yes, As someone who has a great relationship with their mother. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> and, and also their son yes. and also their Venus and their Jupiter yeah. and the Mars sometimes it's all, all of, of it. it. Yes. But it is that like, oh, okay, I'm going to do my best to fix to fix my Chiron things. So hopefully they aren't the same Chiron for you, but also knowing no matter, we all have a Chiron no mm-hmm. matter what. And you can't, you can't avoid that, but you can learn how to like learning how to deal with your own, I think empowers you to be able to tell someone else how c- they can possibly deal with their Chiron, knowing that it will be different wounding, but yeah, it's, man, it's, it's not you just blame it on a past life. That's what I was <laughs> I think this lifetime. This is like is ancient wounds. I love it. Um, on this, on the, I think the end of Cancer season, we get a little bit of a. I wouldn't say kind of quieter. Oh, I don't know. I've got a lot. Well, of notes no, I mean, I've got a lot of notes still. I'm like, hey, July seventeenth. He, I mean, we yeah, that new changes, moon. and with the new moon, that's yeah, big, new, yeah, big old day. That yeah. new moon, that new moon is also going to square Chiron at that same degree. Mercury is going to square Jupiter that day. It's going to try Neptune. It's going to oppose oppose Pluto. That again, that same thing because we're in that cardinal season. It just is hitting everything the same way that that full moon in Capricorn did. Um, so I think the and like you said, the day the node shift too. So I think it's going to feel very and new semester. My anniversary. Yes. Always. There's always this year. It's like anything I have. The, the sky's like, mm, do you though? But Ooh, do but- you though? Oh my God. The eclipse though, the nodes changing on your anniversary as like a closing the chapter. I mean, not closing the chapter, but that to me is because the eclipse has been so present in your, in your marriage story. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll but it's a big, big deal. You know, we've already had a little taste of Aries eclipse energy. Worked that a little more this fall, but officially nodal, mm-hmm. nodal changeover. And we still have, we've mentioned it. We still have one, one more eclipse in, in Taurus in October. Um, so we're not fully out, but the nodes will have shifted, um, which also means we're <laughs> getting rid of that. I think Jupiter, Jupiter has still been pretty close to the North node for a lot of this too. It will have moved further away. Um, but I think we've been having that really feel still like we're in, we're in Taurus Scorpio axis. And I think this is the kind of move uh, which makes sense that we then go into that Venus retrograde period in leo because i do think that is the like not not antidote but i think that in that kind of like t-square energy it is a newer forward the sun what's consistent what's what's remained from that energy um on the 20th we get a sun trying to neptune and 
A Mars opposite and Saturn. A, another great day yeah. to not do it. To, I, this is my advice. Every every single thing I, I hear, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, just you know what? Don't look at it or don't do yeah. it. Yeah. A day motivation might be a little low. Yeah, yeah. Truly, I, I, though, keep your calendar light. I would say. Truly, though, almost anything For can sure. wait a day. I mean, a day, and what a difference a day makes. Well, I think here we've been experiencing a lot of the cloud and rainy stuff too, and especially mm-hmm. with those Neptune transits. And it's such a nice reminder because we don't live in somewhere like New York where people have rain and weather all the time that it's like, oh yeah, you could just take a day off work or like not go in today because you don't feel like driving. Yeah. Or that's just like, too, that's like too much. That's too much work. And if you drive around, everyone clearly is doing it. Nobody's out. Yeah. Um, and then on the final day of cancer season, the 21st of July, we get a sun opposite Pluto at that 29 degrees, eight minutes of cancer and Pluto and Capricorn respectively. And Mercury will try and Chiron uh, at that 19 degrees, 19 degrees, 58 minutes of Leo and Aries respectively. The next day, the sun will still be in cancer for a portion of the 22nd on the day that venus stations retrograde at 28 degrees and 36 minutes of leo um and then the sun leaves cancer and moves into leo at 6 50 p.m at least here in los angeles on the 22nd of july yeah we have venus retrograde at 6 mm-hmm. and then 17 minutes later leo sun, season so we're entering and- leo season with the venus mm-hmm. retrograde feels very <laughs> symbolic and on mm-hmm. the nose and then yeah venus is gonna be in leo i think till october 9th so extra long venus leo time so again i think this cancer season is if there are like investment things or things that you might want to get done that are venus related before this venus retrograde this is your sign <laughs> this is this is the this is the thing i had a, a sibling sister-in-law who was moving she was looking to move in that venusy time in this retrograde she was like what the hell does that mean i was like you know i don't know if that'll be your forever home <laughs> like it maybe it's just your landing pad she did end up moving early and she was like lucky me if you have to do these venus things and we'll talk about venus retrograde when it comes up you know whatever we have to live through astrology sometimes mm-hmm. but if you can have that control of like aesthetic things with venus money things um things of the things we like um might be under reflection and i think this can be actually a really good artist retreat sort of time not like something you pay a lot of money for but i think maybe a self appointed check checking back in with the heart leo things that are mm-hmm. coming up as and as if, you're curious, season. if you're curious about venus retrograde um venus does enter a retrograde shadow just as mercury does uh, that will be happening on the 19th of June. So that's coming up. Um, right. Yeah. Maybe I was the like, day this is released. So yeah, it was like all um, of cancer season will be we, in the shadow. Yeah. So we yeah, are. And it be... is the day um, released, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, keeping, keeping that in mind going forward, it's similar to like the Mercury retrograde shadow, meaning that um, Venus has reached the degree it is going to retrograde back to, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, we're in territory for that Venus retrograde. Yeah. Those things mm-hmm. might come back up too. So yeah. And your so- journal totally tight. 
I think this is a great season to really be aware, like you said, Lisa, of the kind of interconnectedness and cyclical nature of astrology, because that does really feel like, okay, all of all of cancer season, we're reflecting on how these Venus in Leo things kind of make us feel what is what's coming up for us now is going to be what's up for us during this retrograde period, even if it's not the literal same circumstances, definitely our feelings, I think, around those things. And how do we um, I think both cancer and Leo are about relationships with ourselves. And I think that kind of mm -hmm. like confidence and nurturing and caring, how do we do both of those things um, when we don't always feel like doing them? And I think that Leo is very much known, like you said, for the kind of more outward presentation and that like physical consistency, uh, because again, ruled by the sun, whereas the moon in cancer is more about kind of emotional flexibility. Um, but kind of holding both of those things together. We also are at the time of the year when both of those things are kind of the fullest and and brightest. That's where we get, uh, you know, the seasons <laughs> and their rulers. Uh, so I think that we kind of at least here know what I mean. It's ev it's everywhere because it's the peak, the peak time. We're mm -hmm. at the, the points, the pinnacles. I was going to say at least in the Western Hemisphere. Um, sorry, my astronomy is subpar. Uh, but I mean, we can really like see it very visibly too. So I think remem remembering that too, that it's not, again, this kind of compassion thing too, that it's not just us. We're all experiencing brighter nights, warmer, brighter days, the sun at its fullest, the moon at its fullest. Um, and mm -hmm. so that's, that's intense, but to, to remember that we're all, we're all doing it. Yeah. And again, we'll talk all about it, but last one was in leo last venus retrograde in leo july 25th through september 6 2015 so maybe a, some stuff from then. Dot, dot, dot. 40 days 40 nights kind of thing <laughs> too i remember i think remembering that too that it's like this is a this too shall pass and it is like a you know what can we what can you do for a little bit longer than a month <laughs> or whatever that kind of thing where it's like you know mm -hmm. not not to say that it's not not tough but i think remembering that of like those those kind of incremental times to me are about learning specific intensified kind of lessons because we we are aware of the time period it's not just like you know throughout it's the i don't know if there's something religious or i mean because i'm thinking specifically about lent obviously but you know yeah but there's a lot of religions yeah. that actually do 40 day rituals and yes. and i think there's a lot of other um things outside of religion that also yes. do 40, 40 day rituals so yeah um we'll have to look into that when we talk about it yeah mm -hmm. but that's a big you know personal planet retrogrades pretty big cancer season yeah our last little go before we get into the retrograde zone and yeah i don't know I'm, i mean i'm i i don't know if it should be well probably be better than gemini season we'll find out um but i think we can be more maybe we can be more honest about it yeah cancer <laughs> yeah, exactly we're not going to be expected to be fun and light about it i think that that sometimes makes it more fun mm -hmm. because the pressure is off to have it be a way that it's not cancer mm -hmm. you know cancer season already i think has some connotations to it as is so i think we might be pleasantly surprised or at the very least feel cleansed and and properly emoted like ready for the consistency of leo after that of of kind of you mm -hmm. know riding those waves we're ready to lay on the sand and get some sun yeah i feel like um 
any kind of small talk I've had to make in Gemini season has been so depressing. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, at least with cancer, maybe we can talk about that depressing stuff at length and, mm-hmm. you know, really go more into it and also um, oh, yeah. have feel more healed or processed around it. Let us know. I was thinking about this at the beginning. Let us know how you guys like these season episodes, because I think it's an mm-hmm. interesting way because we're not breaking it down by like the month. I think what we've been talking right. about a lot of this kind of cyclical astrology way, I think it's an interesting way to like learn about astrology and understand the connection between seasons. Let us know what you think about that. Um, if this is a helpful way, I think we're going to continue this, you know, doing it this way, at least for the the rest of the year consistency wise. Um, but I'm I'm interested to know if this is helpful for people um mm-hmm. because actually that was on my mind. if a hundred percent of you don't like it we probably <laughs> we'll, will change we'll, it, we'll change so. it <laughs> i don't think that's gonna be the case but i'm not gonna commit to doing something literally everyone hates for the rest of the year i don't know I, I, well, some people do like to think i guess like in the month like oh the june but overall forecast i like thinking of it from sun sign to sun sign there are other podcasts that do months too i feel like this is a good like you know we're talking additional resources and stuff Mm -hmm. like use them all i think it's important to know when you're under what sun sign but also yeah let us know because we're we flexi out here yeah but it just was interesting to me not to i feel like I don't have to spring this on us at the end either. Oh, it's but, fine. You know. Um, I was just yeah. saying, like, I'm not going to commit 100 to, like, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of people being like, actually. Actually hate it. <laughs> it's a real real impediment to my listening. No. <laughs> Thank you guys for Thank listening. Yeah. All right. And that's it. Happy cancer season. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign? Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.